everybody. Welcome well, back. Welcome. We are joined once again by Mike, who has now listened to Hamilton. Hello, everyone. I'm Jillian. I'm Bianca. Um, so we got a lot to cover because we kind of got too enthusiastic last time and didn't go back to things that we wanted to say or mention things. Yeah, like as soon as we finished recording, we were like, oh, we didn't talk about, oh, uh, yep, oh. didn't talk about that. E- okay, we'll do it next time. Yeah. Good thing we record two episodes in a row. Um, so one thing that I mentioned, I said uh, that we were in L.A. and I said, oh, something happened on the plane. We'll get back to that twice. Um, so Chernow is a very obvious looking book. It's huge. And I was in the middle seat going and coming. And I, we were very fortunate that the person on the aisle was very, very nice and decent. Not a screaming times. child. Yeah. Not a screaming child. Uh, but they were both, they both noticed the book and one of them, the person on the way there said, oh, you know, what is the, oh, you're reading Hamilton? Have you seen it? And I said no and told her all about the podcast. Wonderful. And I was editing the Scott Wasserman episode at the time and we kind of bonded about that. She had seen it, of course, because I'm, Cause I'm everyone like actually you. surrounded by people. Um, and then on the way back, this very nice woman said, oh, are you studying the life of Alexander Hamilton? And I was like, um, you could I say know. that. Kind of. I have a podcast. So I was just, I didn't mean to, but I ended up plugging the show mm-hmm. to people on and the And Bianca, plane. you did that too on the subway, didn't you? When I somebody... did do that on the subway. <laughs> um, actually, yeah, I mean, it is so hard to read that book on the subway. I'm I'm pretty well known for being anti-Kindle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I'm one of those, I like books, people. Me too. Um, like, you know, real books. And this is the only time I have ever been like, kind of wish I had a Kindle right now. <laughs> because yeah. Because it is... It adds like a good five pounds to my already heavy bag. Mm-hmm. It is not easy to just like fold it over and hold it with one hand and read it while holding onto a subway pole at the same time. It's pretty impossible, actually. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I was reading it one day on the subway and a woman took out her headphones, slapped me on the leg. Not okay. <laughs> not okay. <laughs> without warning at all. And she's like, oh, have, have you... Have you seen have you seen the show? And I was like, yeah, I have, you know, I briefly mentioned that I had. I'd seen it twice. And she's like, just telling me how great it was. And I was like, I know. And then <laughs> <laughs> and she was saying how she had wanted to read the book. And I mentioned, I said, Yeah, actually, I uh co-host a podcast where we talk about Hamilton and we are going through the book. So that's what I'm doing. I was like, listen to the Hamilton. And I'm like, yeah. what am I doing? <laughs> I'm like, no, you're doing exactly what you should do. That's right. I hope I'm she's like listening. One, I'm like one step away from like handing out business cards on the subway. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think... But an important step, to quote Dottie Henson. Yes. <laughs> an important step. That was a good reference. Hey, full of them. Um, that what was else? a Roger Sterling reference. Yep. Uh, oh. so it's 9.30. Have another one, for Christ's sake. That's my favorite Roger Sterling <laughs> quote. Uh, it's also it's also an, a great... And then in another episode, Don goes, uh, little, no, Roger says to Don, a little early for that, isn't it, Don? And Don just goes, very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, it's it's just, a, it's great to have a Roger Sterling quote that's not incredibly ra- racist or misogynistic. I was going to say, because the True. only the ones that come like immediately to mind, I'm like, mm, no. You probably shouldn't be saying probably. that. <laughs> no. Nope. You know, that. Different, different time. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Different relationship to Japan. Yes. <laughs> when you have to invade it. Yep. Roger was not happy about that. Nope. We'll talk about that on the Mad Men podcast that we start. <laughs> we have now, uh, I think we've now scheduled about six Six additional podcasts that we're going to so be hosting. When we have the time. It's great. Okay, you went to Soul Cycle. I did. Uh, for the first time ever, which was terrifying. Actually, we, we talked last time on last podcast. Mike mentioned that it, it 
it's good like workout music almost. And that's just what made me think of it. And I wanted to talk about it and then I forgot. Yeah. Oh, more we specifically, went off, we should say Hamilton Soul Cycle. For sure. Hamilton yeah. Okay. Because we went off on 17 different tangents last episode. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I, I've always been terrified of Soul Cycle. Um, but everyone seems to love it so much. And I was like, I'm just never going to go. It's just never going to happen. And then when I saw they were doing these Hamilton classes, I was like, well, if there's one thing that's ever going to get me to Soul Cycle, it's going to be this class. Right. So I finally one day decided I'm going to just, I'm just going to try it just because what's the worst that can happen other than I die and fall off of a bike. Um, that didn't happen though. Cause I'm here. So, okay, good. <laughs> I went. Did you it, fall off a bike and live to tell about it? I did not because much, I, I had no idea. They literally hook you into they this sure bike. Yeah. You cannot fall off it. If you fall off yeah. of it, you'll probably you can lose die, a leg in the but process. But you can't fall off the bike. So it's not just like a Even regular. if you die, you won't fall off the bike, in fact. So it's not like a spinning class. It is a, it, is. it is essentially a spinning but class. But they don't hook you up to the, the bike. Sho- they have mm-hmm. special shoes that you have to wear. Okay. Um, that have these like clip like almost yes. like hiking looking type of clippy thing yeah. on the bottom mm-hmm. that physically hook into the the foot pedals of the bike that like snap in so you are literally locked onto this bike okay that that it's i was shocked it's very intense that's Horrified. the difference between ta- with the, between that and taking a spin class at a gym is because some gyms don't make you wear those shoes yes but but they do soul cycle does soul cycle does okay i was not at all aware of this and i was like what are those <laughs> what are these bowling shoe like contraptions <laughs> with metal on the bottom of them mm-hmm. yeah, i just wanted to ride wear. a bike to hamilton I just wanted guys. to exercise to hamilton <laughs> i figured even if i detest this class and i want to die at least i'll be listening to something i very much enjoy and that will get me through it and then that'll be it mm-hmm. anyway so cut to me <laughs> soul cycle class although i have to say the instructor was wonderful and amazing and it was a very positive experience so i don't want to bash it great it was very difficult okay um it was a whole lot of fun thank god they shut the lights off because i definitely looked like a monster (laughs) through most of it because i was full on to get myself through this i was full on just scream singing and Mm -hmm. pedaling and it was furious (laughs) the rob zombie version of the (laughs) hamilton soundtrack it had to look something like that i can't even so um shout out to Drew over at Soul Cycle yeah. for being awesome. Hey, Drew. Um, but I, I wanted to say he had two awesome quotes that made kept me like it, it, laughing when I wanted to die. At first, the first one was that we this was this was not just a Soul Cycle class. This was a support group for everyone who lost the lottery tonight. Oh, I love that. Love. Okay, and then there, it was like midway through, and like I was like fading for a moment. And he goes, he's like, if you think this is hard, think about how hard it was to start this country. Yes. <laughs> I think about that often. If they could do what they did, I could. I can make it through 45 minutes of Soul Cycle, And I did. And you did. And it was a lot of fun. It was hard as heck, but it was cool. a lot of fun. Did he make you do weights with your arms at the end? Yes. And I did not try to be a hero with those. And I grabbed <laughs> one pound weights. Good. <laughs> the first time I tried that, I, that was the hardest part for me. And I think the reason is all the blood is in your legs. So my arms were practically asleep. Right. And it happens at the very end of yeah. the whole class. So I was just like, how, how come I can't lift this right now? And are you, because they make you stand up too. Stand Sometimes, and- yeah. You're constantly changing, which is good because the seat is so uncomfortable. So yeah. uncomfortable. So I you're preferred su- not sitting on the Yeah. yeah. And, but you're supporting yourself with your arms. With your so arms. they're exhausted yes. and there's they're no exhausted blood in already. Them. Totally. 
Sounds so fun. So fun. I actually am jealous of the Hamilton soundtrack, though. I wish we could. Well, let's go. Let's go. I, I'm real. I used to go skating I'm, often. I'm but very I'm down bad. to go again. Yeah. At this point, There's I'm no a masochist membership. now. You just you just pay for the class. But I'm just bad at spinning. It's an expensive class, guys. It, yeah. It's not and an I, excuse. Treat yourself. I pull. Right. That is true. Treat yourself. And you're some doing something night. You know, you're yourself working out. 2016. Yeah. Would you like to hear the playlist? I would love nothing more in this moment, actually. Okay. And he also said that he. The, the songs that he picked were going to be played in order because he felt it was wrong to do it any other way. I agree, because as super fan, if you're going to this class, you're a super fan, so you're kind yeah. of expecting certain things to come next. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen on Twitter that people have it on shuffle. Never. I don't know if I could do that. I might jump around myself. I might skip some songs yeah. if, if I need to feel pumped up. Like, I'm, I'll skip Certain songs around. I can't even listen to unless... Like, like to me, it's like listening to Jeff Buckley. I have to be really prepared emotionally. Like to, it's quiet uptown to get that level of sadness. Right. Yeah, yeah. So oh, the unimaginable. We oh, okay. So Alexander Hamilton. Okay, my shot. The Schuyler sisters. Satisfied. Yorktown. Say no to this. The room where it happens. And then we did a cool down finish to Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story. Oh my God. Mm. It was fantastic. That's great. I would have liked to hear the cabinet battles in there. I would have liked some guns and ships. That's yes. the only But I mean, 45 minutes, you have to, I guess you kind of have to be choosy. Yeah. I guess. But yeah, guns and ships. Because that, that is sort of my go-to. If I need to start getting pumped up, I might start with guns and ships. Right. Yeah. But it was a pretty epic selection. Yeah. And uh, if anyone else wants to come with me, yeah, I love that. Say no to this was on there. Yeah, it was that great. That seemed a little bit of a wild card, but I love <laughs> that song. There are ebbs and flows. Yeah, in the and th- there was um, even commentaries like, "This is such a great song, even though he's not a great guy in this song. It's a great song." <laughs> you had a great instructor. The he first, was awesome. the first class I, I loved took, him. The, the guy was like guilting us into working hard. He would be like, "If you're not, if you're getting tired, I need you to participate." Whoa! <laughs> that was why also, I specifically picked the bike all the way in the back. I was like, yeah. "I am participating." It also wasn't. The it felt very personal, although he wasn't talking to me. I was like, "Wow." He was in a way. Yeah, not singling me out. He yeah. wasn't like you, Michael Smith. And it was his. <laughs> it wasn't obviously. If you went to the Hamilton Soul Cycle, I would know about it. Yes. No. Um, there's also, I also have a friend who is a yoga instructor and she's trying to construct a Hamilton yoga class later this month. So this is going to be my plan for Beachbody 2016 <laughs> is just all Hamilton themed fitness classes. Who's with me? I'm me. In. Fantastic. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Although with yoga, I wonder what her ideas for the I'm playlist. very curious. I know. I can't wait. I will report back. Should don't we, worry. Because we don't want to feel sad during our yoga workout. I know. No. I'm actually incredibly curious. And I'm signed up already, so don't worry. What kind Great. of yoga do you know? Vinyasa type yoga. Okay, I thought yeah. maybe it was Bikram. Not no. Bikram. Please, I wish they put music in Bikram classes. It would make it so much easier. They don't put music in that? Heck no. Never? I mean, not in the ones I go to. Hmm. It's 90 minutes of just your own soul dying. <laughs> Did they play music when you went? I, I seem to remember the, them playing music, yeah. Nothing, to look into nothing too motivational. Yeah. Big room is super hot yoga for those of you who yes, don't. Yes, the whole room smells like It feet. is an hour and a half of 108 degree. Yep. I have not done it. You'll drink a full <laughs> liter of water and sweat it right back out through the course of the 90 minutes. And what do you do? Are you doing... potentially pass out, which yeah. I did my very first time. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Are but you it was like 10 years ago. I got back on that horse. <laughs> so I guess you're doing like not very strenuous 
I mean, you're doing yoga movements, but how it's poses? Can it's it holding be? poses. Very okay. strenuous. It yeah, is no, very, but I mean, like with the yeah. heat enough. So I'm sure you're not doing really complicated moves because it's hard enough to do it in You'd the heat. You'd be surprised. Really? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I have my dance space. If you would like me to start <laughs> demonstrating, it's yeah. not Bianca has be her David Lee Roth dance floor. My yes. dance floor has come in. It and <laughs> I'm ready. Um, no, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's. I just remember being... It's, di- it's difficult. The, the instructor usually wants you to tell them if you're a beginner. So uh-huh. everyone's doing like ridiculous things. And then invariably, they, they would be like, all right, so everyone's doing this. Mike, you're doing this. <laughs> right. Like, like I would why don't you like, just lay down on the floor for the next 20 minutes? Yeah. yeah. I'm just not, try standing. Just see. One thing I'm not is, is flexible. Mm. But the so. heat makes it a lot easier mm-hmm. to be flexible. So that's yeah. nice. Yeah. And you feel pretty awesome afterwards. It's really invigorating. That is after. the thing. It you feel elated afterwards. I feel elated when we get listener emails. <gasps> Me too. Good segue. Right? That's why she's a great host. <laughs> We're all counting on you, Jillian, because otherwise Mike and I would just riff about exercise for an hour. You guys Jazz. start your own fitness Jazz, podcast. Baby. Okay, we're going to add we're fitness podcast all over to, the this next, yeah. to the docket. Mike, you should have a jazz podcast. Yeah, I want to. Maybe someday. You love jazz. Yeah, and I like shoving my taste of music down people's throats. So the podcast, the podcast would be the, is perfect the perfect platform, platform for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, someday. So Jillian, what emails do we have? We have great emails. We have one very informative email when uh-huh. we were talking about in episode three with Kathleen Cameron about the um, changing the $10 bill. We oh, had right. that whole conversation mm-hmm. and I asked, why the $10 bill? Why is that even up for debate? And Mira emailed us and she said, um, it's not because nobody likes Hamilton, but because every so many years a new currency bill is up for redesign. It just happens to be the $10 bill's turn. And she says the $10 bill will be redesigned by 2020. But redesigned doesn't have to mean rebranded. Yeah, I don't know. But I she, mean, they just always like jazz it up with some new holograms and stuff. Yeah. Or like a, something else happening. Yeah. A yeah. bigger president's face taking up more of the bill. There were I definitely know. articles at least floating replacing him that I think yes. is and a then lot there less were, popular now that the show is what it is. There was an article, I don't know if it was the Times, saying that Lin-Manuel Miranda might have saved Hamilton from being... But thank well, you. He, I think he certainly has. If it ends up not, if he ends up not being replaced, like yeah, one hundred percent, yeah, because of that. But thank you, Mira, for letting us know that this is just the thing that. Yeah, happens. thanks, Mira. I actually <laughs> had no idea. I just thought like every now and then, printing money illegally, people figured it out, and then they're like, "We got to change it." Yeah. And so that was that's <laughs> definitely realize, part of it. I didn't realize that that every now and then we just have ones up for redesign. Yeah. I get really excited when I see older money. Yeah, like when I get when I get some in a change transaction. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Change transaction. I don't know why I called it that. (laughs) In a in a monetary exchange of because that's how Hamilton. You're trying to make Hamilton proud. (laughs) This girl in L.A. where Jillian and I just got back from, she was like fascinated with Jillian's driver's license. Oh yeah, this is cool. She was like, "Where is this from?" It says New York on it. New York. Yeah, but there's like weird holograms and stuff. I guess because they're it's fairly new. Yeah, and I showed her. The other one, because I still had the old one in my wallet for whatever reason. Um, and she was like, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Wait, and are they like super new now? Yeah, they have like a little, there's a little see-through part. And it's not, you know how the old New York ones, they were kind of bendy? That's what I still have. Yeah, there's no bend to it. It's it's a very. Mine show, is like about to bend in half. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, mine too. You're probably, you're probably due for, for a new one. Interesting. Pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
we also have listeners in, uh, well, we have at least one listener named Charlie. His email starts with, hello from a tiny island across the sea. Oh, We've reached London, you guys. I love it. Uh, so Charlie uh, has a Twitter account called Hamilton LDN Fans in preparation for the show hopefully going overseas. So he's on it. So, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Way to be sees, ahead of the game. Yeah, I hope he sees Lady Day at the Emerson Ballroom because Emerson Bar and Grill, I believe it's called. The, yes. The Billy Holiday Show. Which is, is that going to it's London? It's going there right now. With Audra? Yes. Wow, yeah. so, I didn't know that. Did you see it when it was here? No. It was like being in a seance. So is his name Billy? Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, you should definitely go see that if you if you can. If you, you have, were just them, have the means. Billy Holiday. Yeah. Yes, exactly <laughs> what it was. Billy was at Billy on the Brain. Yeah. Um, and we also got an email from Alicia from the Bahamas. Wow. Yeah. And she says that um, there aren't a lot of musical fans in the Bahamas or a lot of Hamilton fans Interesting. in the Bahamas. So she's happy that we sort of provide a little bit of a support group for the Hamilton. Oh, that's nice. The Hamilton You people. should start up a little community theater company and yeah. just start performing for all your Bahamian friends. Bahamanian. Bahamanian? Yeah. yeah. Bohemian is something different. I didn't say bohemian. Yes, you did. It sounded a little... History will, a lot of wine. History will record <laughs> you that you said like bohemian. a glass and a half of wine. <laughs> I'm trying to make an excuse. It's hot Sorry. in here. It's more Sorry. fun when I'm here. Admit it. Admit it, it ladies. It is. So, yeah. So, thank you, Alicia, for reaching out. And um, I'm glad that we've... So, we Singapore? Yeah. Singapore, Singapore, London. London. The Bahamas. Bahamas. Didn't we get an Australia email at one point? Did we? Maybe not. <laughs> There's that wine again. There's there it is. Um, well, if we have, I'll, I'll search for it and absolutely. Are there any it. highlights from the emails that you want to? Uh, yeah. Well, I did want to say um, I'm going to get to Kyle in a minute, but I do want to shout out um, Heather Ordover. She has a podcast called uh, Craft Lit. You can check it out on CraftLit.com. Um, she's awesome. She, uh, re- reached out to us and we had, I don't know if you guys noticed, but sometimes our Skype quality calls, they're, uh, they're not, not the, the greatest, uh, but we're absolutely, we are aware of it. We're working on it. And Heather, I had a little Skype session with her and she, uh, helped me out a little bit and gave me some advice and it was really great and awesome. And it was podcasters coming together to help podcasters. Incredibly kind. Thank yes, you, Heather. So kind. So I wanted to do my my best to uh, shout her out. Um, and I did want to also mention Kyle. Kyle, oh, Kyle, who has a wait for it tattoo that we will put on our Instagram. Um, and he sent us pictures of him with Groff Sauce, him with Lynn after the show. And I just want to read a little bit about uh, his ticket getting story because it's this is killing you. Ridiculous. It's killing me a little bit, but I am happy. It's nice that everyone's so nice. It is nice. Like, Kyle's not a jerk, so... Of course not. I'm Kyle not gonna... would never be a jerk. No. Uh, so he's from Ohio, and uh, he left Ohio on December 29th, got there right in time for the lottery, which was an absolute joke, Kyle. I agree. <laughs> uh, and this was the real when the lottery Not was... a very good joke, either. No. <sighs> it's just a it's mean like one. an April Fool's joke. Yeah. April Fool's... <laughs> just mean. Much it's like mean. an April, April Fool's, Fool's joke. is the worst, the worst. you guys. Um... So he says, we kept looking at the Ticketmaster resale, and right at 7.55, the only ticket left was sold. We walk back to the theater at 7.58, and this is in caps, I kid you not, a woman who did not want to leave her boyfriend was selling a ticket. So they bought the ticket, rushed into the Richard Rogers Theater, got in his, and he got in a seat right in time for the end of the curtain speech. He says it was fate. 
he is so thankful and grateful for it, and he can't believe he was so in shock, just the rushing of it, and 7.58, I mean. That so is amazing. Some lady didn't want to leave her boyfriend. What and, a dope. And Kyle swooped in. <laughs> Sorry, lady. At the right time. <laughs> um, insulting strangers at this point. Yes. <laughs> strangers that love their boyfriends. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> we all love our boyfriends, You gotta lady. do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, so Kyle got in and, uh, he gave us permission to, uh, tweet and Instagram his wait for it tattoo. Uh, so you guys send in your Hamilton tattoos. Cause I know Hollis, AKA ha- Hamilton squad has one as well. Absolutely. So we'd love to see that. And of course, Kyle, cause he's awesome. Signed his email. I have the honor to be your obedient servant, which I think is what we have on our bio on our, like, I our think it is podcast bio. So that's it. Our listeners are awesome. We love hearing from you guys. Please keep it up. Mm-hmm. And when you email, uh, maybe just drop a line and, and mention if if you'd like your email to remain confidential off the air, then that'll certainly be yes. respected. Yeah, it saves us. We're always like, we always ask permission Yeah, yeah. for the most part. Um, but I guess, yeah, I guess you could just mention that yeah. in your emails. Yeah, let us know. Because mm-hmm. we're happy to not read them on the air if you just want to keep this... An intimate exchange. Yeah. And we have gotten some really beautiful personal Absolutely. emails. Not to be like vague. Like I, I'm not trying to vague book, you know, on Facebook when people are like, I can't believe that just happened. She's vague casting. And then vague book. I yeah. Like. And then they want you to be like, oh no, what happened? For are actors, you okay? it's more like, oh my God, I just got amazing news. Stay tuned. Yeah. Can't say anything just yet. Yeah. Stop it. It's not amazing news. <laughs> you if just it, said something. <laughs> if it was amazing news, you wouldn't be talking about it. You just said something and that something was annoying. <laughs> So why don't you just and wait I, until the news is, is real that you can talk about? But that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> no vague casting here. I digress. Here. No vague casting here. I love it. I love checking our email account every day and seeing all the goodies that we get. I know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I, I think you texted me not too long ago, holy emails, Batman. Right. That, there was a day <laughs> where did. we just, we had we just a, blew up on emails one day. And I was like, wow, what is this? Yeah. And you should check out two more podcasts. One is at Broadway Radio. They have a daily 10-minute Broadway news, theater news thing. Podcast. Podcast. Jillian and I were on there a couple weeks ago yeah. for, for a little bit. With James and Matt. They're great. Um, and Matt Tamanini also has a podcast called Some Like It Pop. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a, an old friend of ours. He is, yeah. At this point. He, yeah. dis- he sort of discovered the residuals Did. and helped us get uh, hosted by Broadway World in season two. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and his co-host Jen is a Hamilton, a fellow Hamilton obsessor. So definitely check out some like a pop. Just you know, helping each other out in the podcast world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we're up to chapter nine, raging billows in Mm. Chernow. It's a very flowery title. Yeah, Uh, we get into. It's basically Dear Theodosia and nonstop, pretty much. Essentially, Uh, most of most of what. The content of those songs is packed into this chapter, I would say, obviously, plus a lot more. But uh, as it seems that the book is somewhat following, or the show follows a bit of the book, chronologically speaking, um, that's what we're up to here. The Battle of Yorktown is over. It's over. Hamilton is residing at the Schuyler Mansion up in Albany, mm-hmm. chilling. Chillin. Hamilton also becomes an official New York State citizen Woo. in May of 1782. Woo. Love it. That's Bianca wrote in her notes, cue the streamers. I did. <laughs> I so, just wanted a yeah. visual to go with yeah. that because that's 
all I seem it's to like want to do. It's like a little horn celebration emoji. Exactly. Just imagine all of those surrounding <laughs> a bunch of $10 bills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So after the war, he went back to New York. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and guess what? You know how when people go to law school, it takes years to pass the bar? What is it? Like seven years, mm-hmm. all told? Yeah. Ham did it in six months. Six months. And he taught himself. Mm-hmm. He refused. He didn't want to clerk under someone else. Decided he didn't teach himself. No, he was a clerk back when he was fourteen. He doesn't <laughs> right. have to do like any of that. Again. Over that, been no. there, done that, guys. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, so to become a lawyer, the Supreme Court basically said you have to do a three-year, a three-year apprenticeship. apprenticeship. But Aaron Burr started a petition that waived that if you were a veteran returning from the war. Right. Hamilton seized this opportunity. Because right. he had already started his studies. Yeah. Which is another call. I mean, Burr, at least in the show, was saying that Hamilton is nonstop. But Burr was the one who did the accelerated studies in yeah, Princeton. Exactly. He was the one who made it so that they didn't have to wait the three years. So they did have a ton of similarities. And I think this is where we're really starting to learn, again, how similar they are. Mm-hmm. Not unlike Ham and John, John Adams. Mm-hmm. And when you're super similar to someone, sometimes you clash. Yeah. yeah. And the similar the similarity can be summed up, I think, in, in ambition. Mm-hmm. Burr, Absolutely. They wanted the same thing. And if, <clears throat> excuse me, if you want to talk about the Macbeth comparison, I think Burr fits that description a lot better, ultimately a lot better than Hamilton does. Yeah. Because he murders. Oh, wow. Well, you're our... You're our uh, murder most foul. You're our resident. Like does Thank God we're not sleep. in a theater right now, guys. I would have freaked out. Yeah. Um, but you're our resident Shakespeare. Oh God. Person. That's Thank it. You. I just named you that, so wow. that's what you are now. We might need to have someone else on for that. But I do enjoy Shakespeare. You do enjoy the Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to? Can you explain that? Uh, those comparisons for those of us who are not well versed in Shakespeare. Well, um, one of the famous quotes from Macbeth is I have no spur uh, to prick the side of my intention right is that what it is I have no spur to prick the side of my intent only vaulting ambition which o'erleaps itself and falls upon the other ambition is my folly yes and so he and his wife Lady Macbeth Mm -hmm. they share this ambition and Lady Macbeth quickly I mean early on in the play literally sells her soul to the devil and asks the devil and the spirits to unsex her because she wanted to not even be meek like a woman is supposed to be. She just wanted to go for the for the crown. Okay. And uh, you know, they they paid they paid the price for it. Um in the case of Burr, he, the price that he paid wasn't quite as swift as the price that Macbeth and Lady Macbeth paid, but his his price was that ultimately his career was over and he he didn't get to where he wanted to get. He became a footnote. He became someone that prior to this, to footnote, this footnote that hurts. Yeah, and prior yeah, to the, the villain in our history. Fact. And you know, before the musical came out, most people knew Aaron Burr from a milk commercial. What? What milk commercial? Jillian uh, <laughs> and I are both in the dark about everything. The very first commercial for Got Milk was what? a guy stuffing. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in his mouth and he's listening to the radio and he's got all of this Hamilton paraphernalia around him including the bullet. What? And yes. it's labeled it says the bullet and the radio says I don't says, remember this at all. I yeah. do. I remember the And the radio and guy says for a million dollars who is the person that shot Alexander Hamilton in that famous duel and he picked and then he gets the phone call and he answers and he goes oh, oh, and he can't get it out and they're like what? We can't hear you 
and then he's looking around, and then there's no milk, and then it says, got milk, and that's the first milk commercial. I, I am astounded right now. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to find it. And but I mean, I've, find it. I've mentioned just to casual friends that aren't in theater, that don't go to theater regularly, and I say, yo, Alexander Hamilton, you know, Aaron Burr, and I've, on multiple occasions recently, my friends have gone, oh, you the milk commercial, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My friends that are not theater goers but couch potatoes right. remember that commercial. Wow. Yeah. It yep. is kind of bizarre. I think we talked about this with Ashley because her, her students were just like, whoa, wait, wait. So the vice president? Yeah. Nobody remembers shot. that he was vice president. Yeah. No one remembers that. They remember that. the freaking milk commercial. Wow. I cannot wait to YouTube that. Yeah. And we'll, <laughs> we'll post it for you guys too. We'll tweet, we'll tweet it out. That's nuts. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Anyway. <laughs> He was also like a successful lawyer. Yeah. He was none of that matters. No. In the Revolutionary War. Mm, you could no. argue that he was I mean, he was a founding father, but he was a peripheral founding father. Yeah, there's there is some talk about that, that Burr isn't necessarily a founding father per se, but mm-hmm. he clearly played a very big role. Mm-hmm. He At was least. clearly in the conversation. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And his political tactics are used by the uh political hacks of today of you know not taking a stand on anything it's just it's one way to do it yeah ham didn't believe in that no no he didn't (laughs) neither did jed bartlett neither did jed bartlett Mm. Mm. love that jed bartlett (laughs) so also at this time uh baby philip has been born yeah and ham is just head over heels in love with his baby boy yeah his son his son and (laughs) i think it's funny though because he he wrote in a letter to an ex-Washington aide that he is growing, quote, entirely domestic, lost all pursuits of ambition, and wants nothing more than to be with his wife and son. Clearly, that was short-lived. <laughs> but yeah, it's nice that he felt that way for a moment. Mm. He also boasts of Philip's good looks and features at the ripe old age of seven months. Yeah. Because, you know, most seven-month-old babies are pretty <laughs> adorable. But he also adds... He says, quote, if he has any fault in manners, he laughs too much. I'm like, give the kid a break. Uh, see, I kind of read that as him just being kind of tongue in cheek. Like, that's that's the only thing that's wrong with this kid. Kind of a little I took sarcastic. It as, really? I took it as, as like, this kid is too happy. It could be at the time. It was very much a children are to be seen and not heard time. Really? And, I mean, Washington. It's interesting that we read that two totally different ways, it though. It is. I even wrote a little smiley face next to the... Yeah. I, I'm very anti-Kindle because I need to be taking notes all the time. Same. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I thought, like, what a nice way to... I don't know. When but you think about... I took it... I immediately heard talk less, smile more. Yep. Wow. Because yep. that's not what Hamilton does. Washington, you know, post... He wrote a whole pamphlet of acceptable decorum in social situations, and that wasn't for kids. But if you just think about all of these social rules that these guys had put upon themselves and that applied to their kids also and you know the the ref, their own reflections i guess so yeah it could go either way it, it really could. could be either interpretation huh yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if he was saying my son needs to tone it down a notch really yeah. he's starting to upstage me yeah <laughs> can not accept exactly. that absolutely not wow okay yeah. um well also now i think at this time hamilton starts getting of course uh, getting himself into a bit of hot water because he starts advocating for the taxing of imported goods to strengthen America's economy. Um, which is weird. Which is weird because, because kind of just fought a war. Right. About on? that very thing. Mm-hmm. So. The difference is 
those imports weren't forced upon the country. Right. Well, that was the that, that was the course, irony. Yeah. Well, England was saying you have to import this, and we're going to tax you. Right. So. Boom. Of course, yeah. I just still think it was probably a touchy subject all of a sudden yeah. to just start bringing this up and everyone's like, whoa, what yeah. are you talking about? And yeah. easily could be used against them by yeah. political opponents. Yeah, of course. But, you know, it. Robert Morris um, ended up persuading him to go along with this and he guarantees him not only a percentage of money owed, but taxes collected. So Hamilton then gives in and he's like, okay, but, you know, let's do this. And then it's a big step on him becoming a big financial figure in the country. Right. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And while all this was happening, we have to talk about something kind of sad. I was really trying to avoid that, actually. <laughs> but I guess we have to. I, yeah, we can skim over. Because we talked about, okay, so John Lawrence, one of the other loves of, of Hamilton's life, um, ends up getting a little a little too enthusiastic, I guess. He goes against orders. A little too cocky. A little too cocky. He mm-hmm. goes against orders and uh, he gets shot. He's one of the last deaths in the revolution. Uh, and it was all because he kind of just... He was foraging for rice. Yeah, but he didn't listen. He was told He was told not to, not to go. He went. Uh, and he went. And uh, Chernow says that whatever thing in Hamilton that, that created emotion kind of shut down after Lawrence died and it... Mm. it Almost was never reopened again. It, it wow. totally changed him. He was completely devastated. Um, the very the very last letter that he that Hamilton wrote to Lawrence was him trying to persuade him to come and join forces with him uh, as far as you know starting this journey of a new nation because he knew they had similar ideals and they they felt the same way about things and th- it's never known if. Lawrence ever received this letter yeah, because I'm getting chills just thinking about it. It was written in mid August 1782, and Lawrence died in late August of 1782. So it, it probably wasn't wow. anywhere. Probably near never him, even right? got to him. Mm-hmm. And it was basically saying like, put. I think he says, put down your sword. Quit your sword, my friend. Put on the toga. Come to Congress. We know each other's sentiments. Our views are the same. We have fought side by side to make America free. Let us hand in hand struggle to make her happy. I mean. More chills. That's so beautiful. And the British had surrendered by then? Yes. Yeah. See, that's the thing. So it just, it took so long for word to get around that people kept dying. It reminds me of Band of Brothers where the Easy Company was inside of Germany and and Winters says to his, some of his men, he goes, nobody gets killed. Not now. Yeah. We're inside Germany. The the war's over practically. Like nobody's getting killed now. Yeah. Period. This is the time to play it as safe as possible. Exactly. Watch your ass. Yeah. Um, Man. So yeah. That's so sad. I know. I, uh, sorry guys, sorry we yeah, had to sorry. go through that. Um, but let's shift gears. Another interesting relationship is the uh, James Madison friendship, kind of. But first it was, and then not really anymore. They really bonded at first. They, they did. Ha- they were uh, very like-minded in the beginning. They had a lot of views. They served on committees together. And Chernow mentions that it's interesting that they ended up having such a falling out because people generally loved or loathed Hamilton, and Madison was one of the few who fell on both sides of that spectrum. Yeah. Hmm. It was my favorite thing about Madison, though. <laughs> You've been dying to talk about this. I've been dying this. to talk about this. Okay. So it's been said, Lin-Manuel has said that hip-hop is absolutely the best genre for which to showcase Alexander Hamilton for so many reasons, whether it's the you know the boasting and the 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 one upping of people and the sheer amount of words mm-hmm. that that he used and that are both used in hip hop music. I would like to pose an idea to the crowd that 
Should Madison ever get his own musical interpretation? I believe very strongly that it should be a goth musical. Let me tell you why. (laughs) Chernow describes Madison as, quote, usually dressed in black, had the bookish pallor of a scholar and cut a somber figure. Seldom did he smile in public. And the wife of one Virginian politician referred to him as a gloomy, stiff creature. If that is not goth, I do not know what else is. So and music by The Cure? Absolutely. Yeah. Music the by cure, The Cure. Joy the, Division. The South Park Those goth little kids. South Park goth kids. <laughs> Morrissey. All of it. I am so into this. Yeah. Mm. And I have to say for our Harry Potter people, sorry, Bianca, I'll stop mentioning it. It's very Snape. He's describing Professor Snape a little very bit. Very Snape. Right? Snape lived with so much sadness. Yeah. But also, uh, he also said that when Madison had to turn it on, mm-hmm. the charm, he would. But usually he was, his default demeanor was mm. just to be kind of stiff and gloomy. But when he needed to charm people in the right the right environment, mm. he could do it, which mm-hmm. I think is a very, very good quality Absolutely. to have when you're a politician. He's also like Ziggy from What About Bob? The little boy. Yes. Why are you always wearing black? What is it with you in this death fixation? Maybe I'm in mourning for my lost childhood. <laughs> That's a great movie. Yeah. That, that was a good uh, Dreyfus. Oh, really? Well, thank you. Effortless. Hey. <laughs> I don't want Bob for dinner, Faye. Hey. <laughs> they should make a musical about What About Bob. That's what they should oh, do. Oh, boy. I'm sure it's in the works. There is a Groundhog Day musical in the works. I is believe. there? Uh-huh. I think so. Wow. Um, uh, there was something too that, um, so, you know, they keep meeting mm-hmm. Ham and Burr, which mm-hmm. was true. They lived a block away from each other on the same street. Yeah. Ham lived at, uh, 57 Wall Street and Aaron Burr ran, lived what down the block, three blocks. Oh no. He lived at, at three Wall Street, Street with Theodosia. Yeah. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Wow. So now they live on the same dang street. Yeah. And um, going to Francis Tavern all the time, Francis I'm sure. All the time. Oh my God, you guys! Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love Francis Tavern. If you if you're in New York, if you're visiting New York, if just go to Francis Tavern. It's the history. You can feel it. I mean, it's a guarantee air. that they were there. It was one of the most popular bars of the time. Yeah. Washington addressed his own generals after the war. Yeah, in that's a room in this that's chapter, still there. Actually, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The and Washington gathered all of his. Officers over at Francis Tavern to say goodbye to everybody. Amazing. That's just what you said. And yeah. there were calls for him to be a king. Yeah. Because they didn't want to let him go. Yeah. yeah. And teach that... them how to say goodbye. Mm. Oh, oh, no. no. So yeah. sorry. This is like the saddest episode we've had so far. <laughs> and that address is immortalized in paintings. And it's mm-hmm. the paintings are all this big palatial kind of, kind of room or whatever. And the actual room is so modest. Yeah. Is it? If you see it, yeah. I mean, we, we went on Valentine's Day. That's yeah. where we went. God, I'm like the biggest loser New Yorker ever for having never gone You've there. Ne- yeah. Oh, we have to go. Got to go to Francis Tavern. And Anyone I, who's listening, and there's a museum upstairs, and you can see that room where, where Washington dresses to recreate it. I've been saying since but like the room high is still school there. Yeah, 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 it's still the room, that I need yeah. to go there, and I've still yet to bring my ass downtown and go there. Okay, we have to go. Thank you. It's great. Hold me to that. I've now well, I, I broadcast was, this news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I was the jerk that lived. I lived on Maiden Lane for a couple years, a very long time ago, and I never went when I lived across the street from it because I wasn't. We really take for granted the the visible and tangible history in our city. Sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and Scott Wasserman said um, that I guess uh, the first the story of tonight when they meet. Yes, when it's supposed meets, to be at Francis Tavern. Yeah. Because they're all, you know, they're toasting and doing shots and 
all that. Um, but it ends on a very um, kind of funny note, I guess, just for now, <laughs> of which I think for is contemporary really funny. readers, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Chernow says that there was a lot of people were uh, scooping up really dirt cheap Manhattan real estate, even for the time. <laughs> Hamilton, who we now regale as like the smartest financial mind, didn't do that. He missed his opportunity. He threw away his shot to own downtown dirt cheap Manhattan he real estate. He bought upstate land instead. He, yeah. Uh, which in turn I was kind of like, all right, way to drop the ball on <laughs> way that to drop smart b- financial mind. Come on. Mm. What an investment that could have been. I mean, how would he have known? He knew everything else. True. Financially <laughs> speaking, he knew, you know, that we needed a bank and all that. Mm. No one knew what a bank was before. He was still a man, you know, still a flawed human. <laughs> true. He was. He was we that. We forget. No, I, I think Quite it's kind of hard to forget. Oh, yeah. The, Depends on the subject. Is. Yeah. But um, I just thought that was kind of funny, especially now. Of course. Well, now, yeah, it's always like when you hear people talking about whether even it's like 20 years ago, like nobody wanted to live on the Bowery 20 years ago and I got this apartment for $100 a month yeah. or something crazy like that. And you're like, what? Yeah. Now people like slaughter each other to live down there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. And $100 a month will get you thrown out onto the street. I yeah. don't even think that's possible. Like you can maybe rent a bathroom for a hundred dollars yeah. a month. Like bathtub. I don't even know what that would have been. For a just week. a bathtub. Yeah. I'm i I'm going for a week. Not a month. Oh heck no. 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 Um but yeah, fifty seven Wall Street and three Wall Street when you do your tour, your Hamel tour of downtown New York. Nice. Francis Tavern. Which is it is very very cool. We talked about it a little bit with Scott Wasserman, but um, it's really really great. They tried to recreate what the rooms looked like, where the tables were, mm-hmm. the best they could. A lot of old artifacts and stuff there. Yeah, and uh, people over your shoulder making sure you don't take any pictures at all. Yeah, but I did anyway. You can't. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't watch that closely. I was gonna say. Well, I was telling you the, the blood on Lafayette's sash. Come on. Wait, you're not allowed to take pictures just inside the restaurant? A lot of museums do that. No, this is in the museum above the restaurant. Oh, in the museum portion. Yeah. Okay. Because they want you to buy but the postcards or whatever. They want you to buy I'll their stuff. buy the postcards. Yeah, you know. But that's usually what it is at museums when they say no pictures. But they let it's you take pictures in museums as long as you don't use the flash. Sometimes. Yeah. You yeah, can sometimes. take... Because you, you brought this up when... Uh, someone told you not to take a picture of a playbill. You said, if I could take That's a picture... It's copyrighted. Yeah, but you were like, if I could take a picture of Starry Night, correct? then I should be able to take a photo of a playbill, which is basically that, promotional that is, branding. Yeah, exactly. I'm just... I'm literally just promoting you. Yeah. And, and like then, you said in the episode, you could just go outside and do it too. Yeah, and, and everything's <laughs> copywritten. Every book on our shelf is copywritten. Yeah, you that's know. true. I didn't think of that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's a little silly, but I guess they want to protect... You know, they want people to come, I guess. They don't want... They don't want people to be like, oh, I see Lafayette Sash. Now I'm not going to go see it in person. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's like bootlegging. Maybe. And I didn't use Flash because I want to, I love Francis Tavern. I don't want them to be mad at me. I didn't use Flash, but I had to take a photo for this podcast so I could talk about it. I think you encountered an overzealous former hall monitor of an usher. (laughs) I think that's what it was. I definitely did because you know where this occurred? It was that like the Pee Wee Live Broadway show that was, I don't know, like six years ago or something. Yeah. I was like, who's really? more mi- mischievous than <laughs> mischievous than Mis- Pee Wee Herman? Mischievous, mischievous, mischievous. <laughs> He's a troublemaker, right? I he mean, is so. absolutely. And it was on Halloween, no less. To say oh, nothing of on. Paul Rubens. Oh, <laughs> and I was wearing a Mexican wrestling mask. Like it was a whole. 
I you love were. the event. You, you yes. went. You were a in luchador. Costume. Yes, Dan and I decided to go as matching luchadores. Perfect. Did a lot of people show up in costume? Yeah, it was Halloween, and yeah. it was a Pee Wee Broadway show, of course. Yeah, I would think it's almost encouraged at that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I got yelled at though by a lady. She made me delete it from my camera. I mean, come on. Wow. I know. Did you go out, to, like, once you left, you were like, I'm going to take all the pictures <laughs> that my phone will fit of this playbill. No, what she didn't know was I had already taken more than one because I'm a perfectionist when it comes to photographing things sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, so you're I You're Stanley Kubrick. You're the Stanley Kubrick of... <laughs> Clearly. <cat> iPhone pictures. <laughs> and I did delete one, but little did she know, I had, like, four others, so... Boom. Joke's on ha. you, lady. Yep. Ha. And if you don't know, now, now you, you know. <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did it, you guys. We did it. Episode 11. Hello. In the books. And we're, we're so, I just, I can't get over. Singapore, the Bahamas, London. London. I love All it. All across the United States. All across the United mm-hmm. States. We're just, this is great. Little did we know. I mean, Remember? I, I do remember. Like, let's just let's just have a podcast. We'll record in my living room and we'll just listen to it. And maybe our friends. And now we're here. I'm getting emotional. This episode really brought out a lot of my. There was a lot of heavy stuff. In yeah. Here. <laughs> oh man. Well, thank episode you guys. Eleven in the books. In the books. I can't believe it. This is great. Yeah. Find us on all the social medias at the Hamilcast: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Thehamilcast is at gmail.com. Hamwash. Hamilton? Hamilton plus Washington oh, equals 11. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Just saying. Hamwash. Hashtag hamwash. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I was just immediately brought back to rum ham. Oh. From Always Sunny. Yeah. Danny DeVito on that rum ham. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys can just Google rum ham. If Always you don't know sunny, what we're talking about. Find the episode and watch it. It's very funny. Yeah. They, and they also, by the way, have a Revolutionary War episode that you can also find. They do. Yeah. About the Liberty Bell. It's called The Gang Cracks the Liberty Bell. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that rum ham. Danny DeVito, if you're listening. <laughs> we're big fans of the rum ham. You're welcome on the show anytime. <laughs> we will make you a rum ham. Yes. I wonder, I wonder if he's sick of it. Do you think he eats it all? People the time? probably just bring him rum hams all day long. Yeah, I would hope he. I wouldn't really eat anything from. He strangers. sells limoncello. So he does. I'd be honored to make him an, an espresso to accompany it. It's we can really make good. a limoncello ham. Ooh, right. But it has to be talking. Danny DeVito limoncello. Oh yes. yeah, of course. It's so good. A limoncello ham. That's going to be our next For recipe. Ham segment on the yeah, podcast that's yeah. perfect and i love how if we're, we're going from like raw vegan <laughs> dessert to rum alcoholic ham, to pork limoncello ham yep i love it i love it uh well stay tuned for that it's you guys <laughs> <laughs> uh yes like bianca said we're at the hamilcast the hamilcast at gmail you can find uh our show me and mike's show is it me and mike and i me and mike's either way it is? I don't know. I said I, either way, whichever, I don't know which one. Grammatically. Both, yeah. Yeah, they both sound right to me. Okay. And they can't possibly both be right, so. The show that Mike and I have. There you go. There That's you go. Right. That one I know is right. It's called The Residuals. It's about actors who do commercials. It's a comedy. You can find it at The Residuals. Mm-hmm. And uh, fun fact, I say this all the time, but Mike's character's name is Pete Hamilton. Completely right. coincidental. And you can find it at uh, TheResiduals.tv if you want to just get right into watching it. Yes. Yeah instead of all of our little throwback Thursday tweets that yes. we're doing now. Skip, cut right to the to the show itself. Uh, I am at Jillian with a G. 
I'm underscore Bianca Jean underscore on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at MP Smith NYC. Um, okay, it's cool. sign off time. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. I am G.Pen. I'm B.So. I am M.Smith. Nice. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>